ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two co-hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I'm one of the other two co-hosts, Abraham Lincoln, back from a quick little vacation of sorts and ready to resume podcasting. Yeah, you took uh, you took a week off. I tried to get in contact with you. I tried to summon you. I fell deep down the incel rabbit hole. Yes. And found out there wasn't much there. Oh. Correct. Okay. Well... That's not Is it, true. Was this just a lot of like searching on 4chan or something like that? Or turns out, I was the oldest person there. Okay, so I mean, you're always the oldest person whenever I'm around you because you died and you were alive in like the 1800s. It seems like this community is mostly 13 year olds. Okay, that's my. So it's just kind of people who just haven't had sex yet, right? Yeah, but they'll probably have sex. Yeah, if they just can grow up. Yeah. In more ways than one. We haven't really talked about this. You know, we are buds. We are buds. When did you lose? Bro code. When did you you lose your, uh, was it, you know, marriage? Was it that kind of thing? Well, most scholars would probably say marriage, for that would be the tradition of the era. However, I did have this stepsister, and there are... We've talked about this before, and I don't know if I want to go back down this road. Well, it seems like growing up, most of my acquaintances would say that I didn't really show much of an interest in women. And uh, I would say that's probably true, publicly speaking. I had one or two romances before my Mary Todd, but nothing quite that serious and no serious courtships. But I did have this stepsister, and we were left alone a lot in the woods. Uh, okay. So. Yeah. 19 for me, that's when. Ah. Yeah. That seems pretty... Okay, good. It was a little late. Late? You think you don't think so? Uh, I, I didn't go to a high school where people had a lot of sex, though. Oh, what kind of high school did you go to? We were a Blue Ribbon High School. It's like a really nice... It's not private, but it's like... It's when you say to a public school, like, you guys are doing a good job. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So everyone was too busy doing a good job. <laughs> everyone was too busy studying to uh, yeah. bone down. Studying or masturbating yeah well yes in my case that's probably what happened i think i was particularly susceptible to the incel movement because for about 16 days i forgot you could masturbate oh yeah no you can do that yeah and then it takes a takes an edge off of right a lot of your feelings yeah so there's that option out there for for folks in the incel community if we have any new incel listeners You'd think they'd know that, because they're pretty tech-savvy. You'd think they could just go to Reddit or something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. I hope they they realize that. Incels out there? There's plenty of Reddit porn out there for you. There's plenty of pornography. May I recommend One yeah. Night with Ray J? <laughs> you know what's crazy about that is Ray J still gets the top billing in the title in that one. Really? Yes. That is kind of funny. Wait a minute. Is that the title? It can't be. One Night in Ray J? I don't remember the... It can't possibly You've be You've told me title. that's not the title, so now I want to say that it is the title. I think you. it just wore me down so long that I started to think it was the title. One Night with Ray J. It would be terrific if that... If, if really, he thinks that people are tuning in to see him. Well, I gotta see this Ray J guy perform. So there's that. That's, yeah. that's, it. that's the... Um... Abe, we're happy to have you back. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a, something a little bit, uh, I would say, uh, ironic to have a podcast about masturbating, don't you think? 
a podcast about masturbating? No, the podcast is covering masturbating, and yet podcasting in itself is is masturbatory. Of, of course, yes. Even the true crime ones. Oh, good maybe question. especially the true crime ones because they feel good listening to them. They feel good listening to them, and also they are using someone's death to sell mattress ads. True. Yeah. Yes. And we had a nice mattress ad last week on the podcast. I listened to Friends on Friends. <laughs> Thank you to the presidents for uh, hosting that for us. That was, uh, I was about to say, a joy. You know, it happened. I think I really think they should pursue their Pieces of Reese's uh, podcast about Reese Witherspoon movies. Ah, uh, interesting. See, I was excited to hear them do a podcast about Joey. Listen, who knows? So, question. <laughs> yeah. They, they still record in your room? Yes, I was unaware of this. Yeah, apparently, um you know you know okay so folks who maybe this is your first episode um go back one episode listen to friends on friends a presidential podcast about the hit nbc tv show friends um for the past uh, year or so i've come home and uh uh you know since we've had penny the dog will be locked in the bathroom with an uncooked pizza in the bathroom and i come home i have to let her out i sort of wonder is this my roommates i'm kind of scared of my roommates to ask i don't bring it up Apparently, the presidents have been speak, uh, sneaking into uh, my apartment and distracting the dog and recording their podcast here, which is rude. And I really, I'd like them to stop doing it. At the very least, it's a waste of pizza. My dog should not be eating uncooked pizza. Well, <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got to say, they must just feel comfortable using your podcasting equipment. That's not a good enough reason to break into my home. Well, I don't know. You would No, just... it's not. You did invite them. No, I didn't invite them to do that. You never invited them? No, no, Abe. I, I summoned them with you. Right. I don't know. Did you give them the impression they could? Maybe, yeah. Please stop. Please tell them to stop doing this. Okay. Okay. Okay, Abe. But that um, Pieces of Reese's podcast. It's, it looks, it sounds great. I hope they don't do the one minute of each movie per episode, but I think one <laughs> one movie is good. Abe, I wanted to talk to you about uh, partisanship today. Ah, uh, yes, partisanship. Yeah, it's not, you know, uh, specifically topical, but I had a moment of really disgusting partisanship this past week that I texted you about. Oh, yes. And I wanted to get your take on it and uh, maybe look at it from a historical context. Uh, what happened is uh, there was a story on CNN.com about... Um, the North Korean leadership saying that they would maybe um, uh, pull out of the talks with President Trump because of the joint military exercises between U.S. and South Korea. Um, and in reading that story, I felt a, a moment of, like, excitement or joy that Trump's North Korea talks were falling apart. And then immediate guilt and, like, horror at myself for feeling that way. Because we should all, I, I do, and we should all want peace on the Korean Peninsula. Um, and to simply wish for him to fail? And I know this isn't a new concept, but I've, it had never been so ugly to me, my own partisanship. So um, how do you feel now? Do you still... Good that I recognized it and caught myself? Good. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> but, um... I'm I'm glad that the talks are happening. I am angry that we hold such disdain for the Iran nuclear agreement, which got ripped up, even though we're pursuing this one. 
And frustration that it has to be our side or me or whoever that has to be the adult in the room because I feel like, on the whole, Republicans didn't give Barack Obama a chance. And I'm still angry about that. So this is payback for that? I don't know. Maybe? Well, let's... Shall we unpack this? Yeah. So you would... Prior to the election, felt like Trump would be a failure and a danger. A danger, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, and a failure. So, I mean, I think there's something human there that you don't want to be proven wrong. You want to be proven right. Sure, and Republicans want to be proven right that their vote was the correct decision. Right. Yeah. I think that perhaps, and, and hear me out, this is just my theory. Yeah, go for it. The partisanship ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. And it kind of goes in accordance with how much we care about politics and government. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like right now, we care about it too much. Way too much. And that's usually because that's a symptom of extreme partisanship. And I think that also tends to coincide, and I don't know if it causes this or if it's caused by party realignment. Where parties... Oh, yeah. New parties pop up, and they start to mean for new things, and they start to stand for new things. And then there's suddenly this war between parties but then within parties and people trying to sort themselves out and i think it's probably worse now that there's just no way for any additional parties third or fourth parties to kind of pop up right no i mean we've talked about the tea party before that's probably the last example of like that sort of grassroots party but it just got weirdly absorbed into the republican party but they never stood on their own they always wanted to take over the republican yes right so i mean that's you know. I mean, I guess Emmanuel Macron in France, you know, he was not one of the two, um, I guess, conventional parties, but okay, that's kind of a there. different thing. We're not talking about another country. <laughs> no, you're right. We're locked into these two stupid parties, and that's all we got. And I think that one of the things we've seen, I have guessed from my experience, is that prior to, I'd say, 2008... We had about 20 years there of the parties pretty much always agreeing. 2008. Always so agreeing? 1988 to 2008. Let's see. Let's compact the major things that happened and see how they pretty much always agreed. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, Gulf War. Everyone was real Everybody on board. Everybody was on board, yeah. Okay. Uh, deregulation. That was a Democratic president who decided A lot of it happened during Bill Clinton, yeah. Uh, tougher uh, crime laws. A lot of that happened during Clinton, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, NAFTA, the trade agreement. Happened during Clinton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then 9-11. Yeah, we all came together. We all came together and signed up for a constant wars Not at one, all times. but two wars. Yeah, right. Yeah, with uh, unlimited executive power yeah. to wage war throughout the country. Now, here's where all the Shelby Foots out there are rolling their eyes that, oh, <laughs> honest Abe out there bemoaning the expansion of executive power and you're damn right i am <laughs> it was different then and it's different now i feel like we've gotten off track it's okay i think shelby foot's a real asshole okay have you never seen that guy i've not seen shelby Foote. okay so apparently there's this thing called civil war by ken burns oh is shelby foot the like uh like southern older southern guy who's always like these southern boys were real valiant is he the patriots. one who does the like pretend rebel yell or he like describes doing the rebel yell oh that sounds right i yeah i think it's him yeah i yeah. liked shelby foot when i he was the biggest confederate apologist i've ever seen <laughs> 
He was the most like entertaining of those doc- uh, historians. Though. I'll tell you what, though, that's probably why he got on camera. But if he existed, if he'd been around the 1860s, I'd have thrown him in jail. <laughs> just cause I could have. Just to see the little look on his face. Oh, Lincoln! Sure. Lincoln was jail and journalist. He was a tyrant. Of course they had to. Of course they had to rebel. Oh, I did that after they rebelled, and now you're going in jail for being a dumbass. That's what I would probably do. But he's okay. he's part of this tradition that kind of weaves that whole narrative. Yeah. Anyway, so look at those major things that happen, and yet we've all kind of papered over them. Even if you look at inequality, and uh, we'll talk like social inequality and also racial inequality, mm-hmm. everyone kind of has come together for the most part and like uh, on how to handle those issues. You think now or back then? For those 20 years, I think they did. Yes. It was yeah. the, it was the philosophy that a rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, and the crackdown on crime. Sort of those two go hand well, in hand. Well, yes. And and so the idea was that the more we can do to kind of s- stimulate growth for, uh, will help everyone. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we're, if we're doing that overseas at the expense of our own nation mm-hmm. or if we are doing it just for the richest at the expense of our poorest and middle yeah, class. Yeah, that got out of control during that time period. That was the general principle. Yeah. And similarly, with uh, racial inequality, it became um, important to say that we've come so far. You hear that hog? You hear that hog out there? It's pretty cool, right? It's a good hog. <laughs> is that a... Is that a... You mean oh, like that a, means motorcycle. Motorcycle. Were you not aware of that? Hog is like a slang term for motorcycle. Oh, okay. I can yeah. see why. Why? Uh, the Both... I don't... Well, I guess it kind of sounds like a hog. <laughs> Why, why is it? Honestly, I don't know either. I, I thought you knew. It's pretty obnoxious. Hog also means penis, too, nowadays. People, well, it's really catching on, hog, as a term for... My penis? Yeah. Okay. Why would... I guess a motorcycle goes between your legs? I wouldn't have even thought about that. Is that why it's called a hog? We've gotten off track again, I fear. Okay. Um, Democrats also supported Bush's uh, education bill. Even, oh, boy. And, I mean, that was a very partisan time, too, the, when we were in the Iraq War. Like, Kerry versus Bush was a brutal election. They went after John Kerry's war record. Okay, but still, John Kerry voted for the war. He did, yeah. So, I, it's not a, that's, I don't want to hear that they were. that was a hard time. It was not an easy election. Well, they still shook hands before debates, didn't they? Yes, they did, yeah. Well, they didn't do that this round. No, no, they did not, sir. And did... Uh, Nor did they put um, their uh, husbands uh, or wives' uh, sexual harassment accusers in the audience. Yeah, that'd be like if Bush showed up with all of the Swiftbo veterans oh, sitting in the front row. Who's that, John Kerry? Yeah. Didn't actually chase down a, a Viet Cong man and shoot him in the head. Oh, Have you read about that? Yeah, I've heard the stories. Yeah, it's crazy. John Kerry didn't want to talk about it, but then he kind of wanted to talk about it. Tell yeah. people that, yeah, I saw a guy took a shot at a boat, so I got off the boat, ran him down, shot him, and, and then went back to the boat. And then everybody was just wanting to say, no, he didn't really do that. Right? That's what happened. Uh, yes, and there was some agreement, uh, disagreement about what happened to his medals after he got back or something like that. Oh, like whether he threw them or something? Yeah, something like that. I will say the Vietnam War seemed pretty stupid. But it was. if you look back there, even then, that's when we started to have, see some very real fissures that we, again, just kind of papered over. Like, like uh, uh, the Vietnam War, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if you went into college, you were not draftable. Uh, correct. And then they thought that was unfair, so then they said you had to be doing well in college. But still, you created this division between 
uh, people who could afford to go to college and people who could not. Mm-hmm. And you're suddenly punishing the poor even further. Well, newsflash, we've always kind of set the poor to war, especially now that it's quote-unquote all-volunteer. But nonetheless, that's still a serious difference. And we started pa- we start papering over these concerns about, oh, maybe our, our, our leaders sometimes mislead us or sometimes untruthful. And we started papering that over with the idea of uh, patriotism at all costs, which uh, country first. Troops. And we did that again. We doubled yeah. down. So in some ways, I think there's just some divisions that we've had for a while that we have not come to terms with. And the party realignment is, is in effect, some way to address these symptoms, but not really get at the actual causes. When you say party realignment, what are we talking about right now? I would say Trump suddenly caring about manufacturing. Sure, yes. And what he would say is that we built a middle class in all other countries, but we didn't build one here because of these NAFTA trade deals or the the proposed Trans-Pacific Partnership or uh, other individual deals with allowing China to quote-unquote manipulate its currency and how we allowed uh, Japan after the war and Korea as well to build themselves up. But the whole thing, I'm sorry to harp on one part of that, the whole thing with TPP was keeping China at bay, like trade-wise. That oh. was the whole thing. Yeah, but, I yeah, I know. But it was also Obama's idea. Sure, yeah. I mean, and that's part of it, too, is that how can they expect us to not be partisan when they are being so partisan themselves? Yeah, so then what's the solution? I don't understand. I do think that we should be very wary that norms continue to degrade not just the fact that, like, the president can go out and grab his hog and <laughs> and give it a little squeeze, uh, but uh, metaphorically, yeah. But he could probably do it literally. No, none of anyone on that side would care. Uh, I think that the idea that that uh, President Obama uh, put somebody up for the Supreme Court, but he did not even get uh, a confirmation hearing, yeah, was pretty weird. Yeah. And that these filibuster rules are changing, and that everything is changing, um, and sometimes not for the best. I mean, you have to wonder that all these people who are Obama appointees, who kind of refuse to follow Trump's, follow Trump's orders, at first, I think a lot of times they were really well-guided. Uh, obviously, they were trying to stand up for the Constitution and the principles, but what happens if uh, Trump doesn't see power, or his people don't see power, or don't give, in way, give way to that kind of tradition? Um, we have bureaucrats in charge. I, I don't really know, sir. So I think it's good, long story short, that you recognize that was a partisan way to feel. I guess, yes, we would want peace in the Korean Peninsula. And yes, it would be really annoying if somehow the reality TV show somehow negotiated that, that deal. But uh, I guess that's just kind of the, the, the boat we're in. You know what I feel comfortable criticizing with all this, though? Is his and his people's weird demand of already that he be nominated for a nobel peace prize or something that seems tit for tat how so wasn't obama given one yes for nothing i mean they they just liked him and they liked his rhetoric he did have good rhetoric he had great rhetoric sir. sounded pretty familiar sometimes (laughs) so what it's just well obama got one so trump should get one too that's it yeah what do you expect that we'd be better ah uh, yes if only we would appeal to the better angels of our nature so what does this mean we're just going to be partisan until 
one, a national emergency befalls us. Yeah, but sometimes those just allow us to paper paper over those partisanships. Agreed. And not actually address them. Yeah. Or two, maybe some sort of whitewater-style scandal. No, again, we just papered things over with, with, with that. He literally was pardoned. Yeah, and then we only got like four years of Jimmy Carter, and then they had a Republican president back in. Yeah, but even then it was... It was the, the lip service about how great America was. Yeah. Without recognizing that America is an endless meeting. What? America is not just a, a, a thing that's like, look how good it is. Put oh, it on yeah, the yeah, yeah, right. You have to constantly be working on it. Yeah. That's the point. I think that, no, it, it, these things happen until we address the fundamental uh, issues. And I think the big issue of the day is is inequality. I think at some point, I talk a lot about how modernity makes no sense. Yeah. And I'm constantly amazed I don't just see more people throwing themselves off of buildings because what who who here makes something with or, or, or does something? Everything is so abstracted and alienated. I don't even understand. Oh, yes. And uh, how we don't see the uh, result of our work and our efforts. Yeah. You have yes. the video games. Right. Which make us feel like we're achieving something. I mean, I, it blows me away. And there's <laughs> lights on all the time. I don't know how anybody sleeps. There's so much light. It's crazy. I spent like, you get like some candlelight, but if once the sun went down, that was it. You were done. <laughs> and now you guys can stare at so many... Sc- anyway, so I'm constantly amazed by that. But I think on that level, I think humans realize that there's a couple things. Like, wow, I think I've lived longer than my body probably should have lived. Like, Oh, yes. You guys live for a long time now. And we're not doing anything, so there's that weird thing. But I think also we look around and like, why haven't we solved more problems? Yeah. Like, you have little robots that can vacuum your house. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, the flu is still a big problem. You have video games with full-on nudity. Yeah, sir. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Are you speaking of a specific game, or...? I mean, just some of the ones I've seen you play, right? Well, okay, it's not just me. People play. Right, well... Like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, there's, they're pretty graphic games. Yeah, Heavy Rain was the one you were talking about with the shower scene. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought we were going to just not talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the whole getting back to the insult movement. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff happening out there that makes it seem like it's pretty easy. Hey, here's another siren. Yeah. Yet another thing we just ignore. A literal warning cry <laughs> that you've all become conditioned to ignore. Folks, if you have any questions for Maybe Abraham Lincoln... Maybe don't ignore the warning cries and start thinking about them. If you have any questions for Abraham Lincoln, email us at 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. Numerical 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. I mean, Abe, this was... It was a necessary bummer of an episode. It's a pretty bum, big bummer. Yeah. So, I'll see ya. Everybody, um... That was the episode, but hey, notice your own uh, partisanship. It's because, look, we just, we got to do it. I don't know. 